KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. In life, it's usually feast or famine. In The Hunger Games, it's both a feast of cheesy spectacle and a famine of genuine feeling, except for the powerful and touchingly vulnerable presence of Jennifer Lawrence. She plays the 16-year-old heroine Katniss Everdeen. That's a big except, but there's only so much this terrific young star can do in the benumbing, big-budget circumstances. The first book of Suzanne Collins's trilogy has been brought to the screen with a jumbotron sensibility, a shaky camera to emphasize the action, and a shakier grasp on the subject's emotional core. The action, of course, involves kids killing kids— In a dystopian future that bears some resemblance to the here and now, a public besotted by celebrity and drowning in entertainment, a repressive government stages a nationally televised killing games. Twenty-four teenagers, two boys and two girls from each of 12 districts, fight one another in the wilds of a computer-controlled artificial environment until there's only one survivor. The concept is hardly an original one, but the crucial ingredient of the book's success was turning a dog-eared, dog-eat-dog premise into a coming-of-age story about a strong, resourceful girl, then widening it into a fable of star-crossed lovers. And Katniss bears a strong resemblance to Ree Dolly, the fiercely indomitable young woman Jennifer Lawrence played so brilliantly in Winter's Bone. Just like Ree, Katniss comes from hard-scrabble surroundings. She hunts wild animals for food, although with a bow and arrow instead of a gun, and she copes with her fears by pushing through them. Josh Hutcherson plays Peta, a boy from her hometown who's been drafted as a co-tribute and sees himself doomed as one of her possible victims. The Hunger Games, which was directed by Gary Ross, takes a painfully long time to move Katniss and Peta out of their town to the garish sophistication of the capital. Once it does, her life is transformed into that of a killer in training with star potential, and the movie is transformed into a frantic mashup of surreal game show, lethal reality show, fevered Roman spectacle, and Starting around the second hour, a string of action sequences staged at a relentless pace with that maddeningly twitchy camera and a conspicuous lack of imagination or distinctive style. The book's territory is covered dutifully, but it's never really explored in ways that might have given the audience access to the workings of Katniss's mind or the stirrings of her soul. I had not read the book before I saw the movie, so I brought no preconceived notions to the screening room. When I read it afterward, though, I was struck by the intelligence, eloquence, and subtlety of the first-person narrative, all qualities that the movie manages to bland out in its mania for hurtling action. This is, remember, a movie about kids being manipulated, literally unto death, and yet it manipulates its audience clumsily and short-changes it shamelessly. There's a paradox for the books. I'm Joe Morgenstern. I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews. 
KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.